The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before gift? a wedding should I send out How many save games the dates? Are in the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search Podcast. My name is Benjamin Shapiro, and I'm the executive producer of the Voices of Search Podcast. And today we've got a special episode for you, which is going to be guest hosted by our friend Tyson Stockton, who is the co-founder and educational partner at Previsible, which is an SEO consulting and education company that helps support enterprise businesses scale organic search traffic and educate their organizations. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked-to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's an episode of the Voices of Search podcast, guest hosted by Tyson Stockton from Previsible. Hey, my name is Tyson from Previsible, and today we're going to be discussing operational SEO. Joining me today is David Bell, who is co-founder and consulting partner at Previsible. Previsible is an SEO consulting, education, and recruiting practice focusing on enterprise SEO. And today, David and I are going to be discussing operational SEO. What is it and how can you bring in the concepts of SEO or operational SEO into your practice and your day-to-day to be more successful in SEO? So with that, here's my conversation with David Bell, co-founder and partner at Previsible. David, what's going on? Welcome to the podcast. Uh, I think it's been a little overdue to have you on here. 
Tyson, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, I will say I was hoping for Ben, but I'll uh, I'll take Tyson instead. Uh, trust me, you are in much better hands than having Ben <laughs> on the podcast here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's been overdue. Obviously, we're doubling down on Previsible today on the episode, but this is a conversation like you and I and you know Jordan we've been having for quite some time just on this concept around operational SEO, and I know it's kind of a a newer term and you're one that's been kind of kind of pioneering that in our conversations. But maybe to start off, let's just give the listener like in your language or from your point of view, what is operational SEO? In my language, that might be a little dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So we've been talking about this for a while. It really started with this idea that within SEO, you hit a certain point for most folks. You start off with a small site or like a smaller scope for SEO. And then you kind of get to a point where you're like, all right, ready to tackle the next big thing. But what got you there isn't going to get you to that next level. And operational SEO is sort of the realization that once you get to the to the enterprise or the larger scale company, you need to coordinate across stakeholders and silos to put that SEO strategy and tactics to use. So it's really about just taking all the different areas of SEO and integrating it across stakeholders and silos. Yeah, and I think like a piece with that is it's hitting home on like the focus of the strategy behind SEO that then is tying together these individual tasks and initiatives and parts of a business. But I think it's also in a lot of our conversations, it's been on the the focus or the emphasis of having like that mindset that's driven more towards the implementation versus just the kind of like best practice or identification of the problem. And I think a lot of times within especially enterprise SEOs, you can go through and I've seen like some of the best technical audits <laughs> that I've seen that are just like amazing pieces of work, but then they just don't go anywhere or it doesn't drive any business value, even though there was a lot of really solid SEO work that went into just identifying and diagnosing what the problems are. Yeah, totally. And I think the reason why S or operational SEO to me has been something that I've wanted to develop is because folks have trouble from what we've seen as some of our clients is that it's tough to control or to get buy-in up and downstream on SEO. Because like for PPC, it's really easy to understand like where that fits in the organization. It's easy to for them to or easier. Not I've got love for PPC folks, but they don't have to work as closely with engineering to change site structure and things like that where you have to do heavy lifts with with design and, and product and marketing, engineering, experimentation, analytics. So it's hard to scale SEO because you have to get so much buy-in from all these different stakeholders. And so operational SEO tries to say like, Hey, yes, this is the water that we're swimming in. How can we find tactics and strategies so that we can facilitate success across all these stakeholders in a way that maybe is a little more scalable than just one person charismatically trying to carry the whole world on their shoulders? I feel like it touches... It touches on several veins. And obviously, since we've been discussing this, I think it it shows in a lot of the ways that you go about consulting and working with like different clients. But then I feel like it also touches on some of the areas and some of the things that I've been focusing on from like an educational front. And it really like 
dives into that, like, hey, SEO is not just the analytical hard skills of it. But at the enterprise level, it's so much more heightened on balancing, you know, stakeholder management and having this entire soft skill. And then where that intersection meets is really where you see success at the enterprise levels, because it's not enough just to have the identification or just have the soft skills. It's really like where those two pieces come across. Yeah, totally. And so that's kind of why I think the education piece is plays such a big part of it. Well, like with that piece, like what can you share with the listeners then how you bring this concept or this kind of like paradigm shift of how you think about SEO into practice and working with clients? Yes. So to break it down into maybe like four different areas of just sort of a lot of this stuff is things that we all know and try to do every day in in business, which is just like developing your goals, things that SEO can directly impact and you can measure, then taking that to define your scope, create that alignment with key stakeholders, and then just communicate across the team more frequently than I think most people are used to. And this is kind of the area that I think helps a lot, which is like, hey, organization, this is what SEO is doing. This is our goals. This is how we're going to do that. We're going to send you a biweekly, monthly check-in. We're going to create dashboards that show the site health tracker that we're going to hold ourselves to. That We have this many technical errors. We want to hit our goal within 6 months. As well as if you have like a content team and you're trying to hit a certain content velocity, building out a tracker that shows progress with enough clarity to see where there are blockers that you can just turn around and say, Hey, I know we're working with content marketing. We're working with everybody. But if like the C-suite wants to audit what you're working on, they can just say, Hey, this is where the blockers are. This is how we're doing on all these different areas that we said we're going to have success in. So in going back to the, the PPC, they have a lot of clarity when, when they say, Hey, this is our targets. This is what we're going for. This is our ROI. They can audit that really well. And that just doesn't exist with an SEO. So it's a number of these like little things to help bring clarity to the organization. A lot of which is just dashboards, in my opinion, <laughs> visualization. Yeah. I, I really like the point too around kind of like the ownership of the initiatives. So you can point out those blockers. And I think that's something that oftentimes feels like it gets missed a bit, where too often we kind of fall into this like 100 row Excel spreadsheet of all the SEO tasks that we want to complete. But then kind of coming back to the the stakeholder management piece, or then like, how do you actually unblock when you're running and you're not getting the resources is then lost because you know, if you're talking to someone outside of SEO, they don't want to hear about a hundred different individual tasks and items that maybe, I don't know, let's say 60, 70% of them don't just sound like gibberish (laughs) to them, where it's like boiling those into like, hey, these are the core initiatives that we're driving towards. That is our strategy that's going to unlock this growth within SEO. And then being able to identify like, hey, these are the dependencies, these are the teams that we are reliant on. So then it kind of, it's a thin line, like you're not throwing them under the bus, but it's like having them, having that line of sight and having that clarity on who is needed to actually execute then allows to create the accountability 
that then the executives can understand, one, what is the strategy? And then two, who do they also need to lean on to unlock it? Because a lot of times a good executive is going to want to know where they can support and where they can help move things forward. And if you don't give them that clarity of like, hey, these are, (laughs) this is where the resources are needed, or these are the teams that need to be pushed on, then it's like it doesn't really give them the opportunity to actually be the sponsor, be the advocate for the channel as a whole. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And it's really, in my mind, operational SEO has become sort of a response to a lot of the stuff we've seen, where we've seen just that, where we put together an amazing technical audit, 20 points of high leverage items that need to be done in a certain time frame to meet our goals. And we kick it over to an engineering team. And then it just sort of... We lose track of it. They say they're working on it, but it doesn't get done. And the end of the quarter comes around and the C-suite folks want to know why SEO isn't meeting its targets. And if you don't have the ability to point clearly in the process where things are getting blocked, then you look like you're just throwing somebody under the bus. And that that doesn't help in uh, building a long uh, relationship across the organization. Yeah. And it's it's not fun for anyone in that scenario. Either. Oh, yeah. It's like the people on the other side and then also for like having to be like, yeah, so-and-so didn't do their job. But like that's never a good like case for it. But like... <gasps> Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Maybe like digging a bit further kind of into that aspect of like getting the buy-in and focus. Like obviously with that, like you're needing to build the business case, build the like justification for this. Like how do you go about then, it's a broad question, but like how do you go about to like create the buy-in or create the business case for these initiatives that then is going to have the justification for the resources and everything else? Yeah. Well, I think this is where the soft skills come into play a bit, where it's identifying the overlap of desired outcomes. So it's just saying like, hey, I'm working with the content team. And I know like we're coming in out of nowhere asking them to double their production. How do we make it seem like we're not just trying to make their lives living hell? And we do that by saying like, Hey, you guys are great content writers. We want more people to see your stuff. 
we want more people to engage with with the content you work so hard for by helping like us working together to create more content at this velocity and using these like reoptimizations or whatever the strategy is you're going to look better in your job and you're going to succeed so finding that whatever it is that shared goal really helps move things pretty quickly in the right direction as opposed to just being like SEO needs this Gimme, gimme, gimme. That way it's like we are working together so that we can do this and just finding that joint uh, cooperative uh, way forward. And you're, you're appealing to, to then their kind of like where's their interest and where's the overlap between like the two teams. Now, I mean, it's a little bit of a tangent, but like something else that was kind of like brought up to me in a conversation that I thought was interesting is sometimes these teams that we work with could have different default like KPIs that they're working towards. And so like with marketing, it's always like pretty clear where it's obviously marketers are like, how many people are we driving through the door and how many people are we bringing in? But like one that was like called out is oftentimes unless it's predefined or like formally established on an initiative that oftentimes like a product team, especially on like an e-commerce level, will have a default success KPI of what was the conversion rate impact. So then you have someone that's like automatically or kind of conditioned to gear towards what's the what's the conversion rate impact versus what's the net gain in the scenario of like, well, maybe there was a slight negative impact on conversion rate, which we don't want to try for. But because of like the additional traffic that was brought in, you could still have like an overall positive impact on revenue or whatever the KPI is. What, like, I guess one, like, do you have any like advice or kind of things of like how to, how to identify like if that is the case or like how do you bridge that if there could be potentially conflicting standard KPIs that teams work towards? Actually, something came up this week where marketing team was wanting to know why we're going to spend marketing budget for a effort that will drive more traffic to low converting pages. And so here's a perfect example of why we're, our KPIs are, are not in alignment. In that case, what we did is we said, well, listen, as far as a share of voice in the market and the organic traffic between us and the competitors, we are behind behind the eight ball in these like three main categories. And this is, like you said, we might not be increasing conversion rate. In fact, we, we might be impacting it. And by getting more people to the page, it might lower the conversion rate. However, we're going to garner more traffic, which will end up being more conversions with more revenue. But it's a long-term strategic play. Trust us, when we get more traffic to these three core pages, we will ultimately get more share of voice in the market which will be more revenue driving. So you kind of had to like walk them through the logic rather than just being, hey, give us budget because we want to like we want to drive traffic to these pages that don't convert. So that's how we did it this week. I guess it depends on on the the client and the instance that we find ourselves in, but that was it was a success in that case. And maybe just like out of curiosity like on the other side of that conversation, what was and it doesn't have to be like exact like job title, but what was kind of like the level of that that individual? Like, was it someone that was like more of an individual contributor, the manager level, director? Just because I think that's like 
sometimes shifts how those conversations can go is depending on like what vantage point on the business do they have? Yeah, it was at the manager level in this case. Okay. And then so from that, was it well received? Was it like kind of like agreed to disagree? Or was it just like, okay, I see your point. Like I see how this has like the net positive impact. Yeah, no, the outcome was that we ended up getting like a little bit for them, a little bit for us. So part of this effort that we're trying to to do is like reoptimization, content creation, trying to drive traffic to pages that are top of funnel and then have a larger potential SEO impact. And they said, okay, that's fine. But can we also show some love to the higher converting pages? And we said, great. So we, we didn't split the baby, but we found a nice happy medium where we got to get our largest initiatives across, but also guaranteeing that they also have some say, some buy-in, and that ultimately they get what they want to. So it was a nice happy medium. That's a great takeaway right there is you touched early in the conversation of when you're working with these teams, you're looking for where the overlap of interest is. But in this scenario, it's not just where the overlap is, but where's the kind of you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back kind of scenario. And I think like that in itself is a strong, you know, a strong tactic is to not be stubborn to the point where you're not willing to budge and be a good partner to these teams. But like, find that mutual benefit where not just how can they help you, but how can you help them to then just grease the wheel and kind of create that good faith. So then maybe next time when the conversation comes around, there's already a little, you know, positive feeling of like the cooperation there. Yeah, completely agree. And I think in order for this operational SEO concept to work, you really need to keep egos in check, at least the ones you can control being yourself. (laughs) I can't tell you so many times my background being kind of all over the place with marketing and building websites. I tell people all the time, I'm like, you can't be married to your work because in a few months, a few years, the website as you know it and you worked so hard on, it's going to go away. So like building rapport relationship so that that like that's the lasting stuff that's the stuff we'll, that will be there forever because it will carry into the next time that that they uh, completely gut the website and start from scratch you'll have more of that rapport built up and that's really the currency that, that you're trading in it doesn't really matter if you can you know squash all the bugs on a big website because I mean a lot of people can do that not that many people can build a rapport with a group and have like from five levels down from an executive all the way up to the executive have rapport built. Like that's that's kind of what we aim for here because it's really what's needed to scale. Like it's it's essential unless unless somebody can find a way to automate everything and and then we'd all be out of a job. But yeah, and it sounds simple, but it's it can still be a difficult one. And like I don't know about you, but there's still elements for me that's if I hear of something where it's like I know that hey, this is not like this is not the ideal SEO like option or solution that it's like, I do have to kind of like take a step back, (laughs) breathe, like accept that, hey, this is not going to be perfect. But within this like concept of operational SEO, it's like thinking like, what is the greater value? And then letting go of that like perfectionist side of, hey, but it's not how I would do it in a vacuum. But I think like in the real world, and especially with the enterprise business, like that is a huge, huge component where it's 
rarely going to be your ideal scenario. Oh, 1000%. Yeah. I mean, I try and tell folks there's so many times where due to product requirements or legal or whatever, you can't say the things you want to say to rank or you can't... I mean, we've, we've talked to, to folks, prospects and clients who are like, we just can't do this tactic because it doesn't fit our philosophy. And that always trumps SEO. And you can't... If you die on that hill, you'd be on a hill dead a long time ago. <laughs> dark analogy, but I love the analogy there. <laughs> hey, and I'm known for dark analogies. So I'll keep them coming. All right. So we covered a lot of ground in this. And like within this concept of operational SEO, you started it off with the organization of the initiatives and creating that kind of charter, that roadmap that then you're able to use for the communication, the reporting, and then the tips around finding that mutual ground with the different stakeholders being able to bend on certain elements and not being as hard set on what's the ideal from your perspective, but also what's beneficial from the partnering team. What else, like any last kind of like words or last advice that you'd say for SEOs on thinking about and having this like mindset shift into operational SEO? Yeah, the way I think about it, sort of like an analogy. When you start out with a smaller site as an SEO or smaller organization, you're sort of the master of your own ship. It's called a little schooner out there in the water. Uh, you can react quick. I don't know anything about boats, by the way. But so apologies to those who might. The thing being, you're nimble. You don't have to answer to many people. You don't have stakeholders to really deal with because you can move fast. This is your own little thing. But at this level, at the enterprise level, it's more like charting a cruise ship. And so it's really important for the cruise ship to have alignment as to where it's going to end up. For going to Mexico, we don't want to end up in Alaska. And we also have a lot of different stakeholders on board that need to be in alignment. Otherwise, we'd be dead in the water. Uh, There'd be no recreation or food. And that just would not be fun. So that's sort of the way I'm thinking about it right now and kind of how I'm trying to help create the idea of operational SEO so that we can move forward to help in the education side to bring people up to think in that way, to know that SEO is not just about squashing bugs, but it's more so about getting buy-in for for that longer journey. Because it's not just something we can do in one month. It's something that might take six months, a year, three years to really get where we want to go. Couldn't agree with that more. David, thanks for jumping on the podcast. As I mentioned earlier, I think it's been a, a little overdue to have you on. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Tyson. This has been a blast. Long time listener, first time guest. This has been great. Appreciate it. And it's always a pleasure, David. I'm glad to finally have you on the podcast and look forward to having you back on again very soon. So that wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. Thank you, David from previsible.io. If you can't wait until our next episode and would like to learn more about David Bell, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact them on Twitter where you'll find him at his handle dbellgo or visit to his website at previsible.io. Okay. Thanks to Tyson Stockton, our guest host. If you'd like to get in touch with Tyson, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Tyson underscore Stockton. Or if your team is interested in SEO consulting or organizational education, you can always head to their company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. 
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data.